welcome to Tokyo Inklings. My name is CY. You can find me on my website at tokyostationpens.com, on Instagram at tokyostationpens, and on Twitter at tokyostationmnh. And my name is Jacob. I'm a fan on Instagram and on Twitter. I have a blog at fudderfan.com. Hello, my name is Cray, and you can find me on Instagram at miraikat. And I'm Elisa. I'm on Inky Rocks with YouTube and Instagram. Happy New Year! Yeah, I think we are officially the first podcast, the first 10 podcast of the year. Uh, so happy to, uh, happy New Year to everybody. It's now 2021. We are recording on January 1st. And, um, you know, we want to take the opportunity here. You know, obviously we're going to talk about acquisitions that we got over the last two weeks, some housekeeping items, but also we want to wrap up 2020. I think it's been a, it's been an interesting year and I think at the beginning of the pandemic, everything, everybody was like, oh, you know, the world's going to stop. But actually, I think it was quite a productive uh, year for many of us. And also, we want to go into uh, some predictions for 2021. And since we have so many topics, let's go straight into it. Uh, the first acquisition, Jacob, you got, which is the Yuzu. We talked about this pen last week, yeah. our last, uh, last episode. And at the time, you had only ordered it, but now yeah. you've actually received it. So what do you think? Uh, well, I ordered sold it, but it's a pretty pen. What was not obvious to me from the photos posted by Pencil Notes was that the cat band also has uh, custom engraving with a little musical note, and it's a Koseki Yuji music pen. Yeah, so this is, uh, this I think is even prettier in person. The, the colors are like a, kind of like a muted blues, yeah. um, it has two shades of blues, and yeah, the cat band engraving is super, super cool. And as well, um, it's a flat top with a ball clip, which is not very common. Yeah. And this pen, I, I think it's, it's quite beautiful. Uh, so what do you think? Yeah, it is. I'm, I don't think I've seen it before. But it, it is very unusual. That flat top, that's, that's wild. Yeah. I hesitate a long time. <laughs> there's no, there's no, um, look, luckily for me, there's no sparking, so it's why I didn't bought it. Immediately, but it's a very nice one, and the nib engraving is really cute. And I think on your post, some people said it, it's sad that it doesn't come with the music nib, right? Right, right. It would be like really the full yeah. uh, composition around music, but it's a very nice pen, very chic, classy. Yeah, but uh, to be honest, I bought it because I wanted to take photos of it, not because I wanted to write with it. And <laughs> um, to me, I get too nervous about writing with an old new pen. I, I still like this idea of buying second-hand pens that are beat up. You, you, you spend a half a day, you know, restoring it, cleaning it up, and then writing with it. You're not sort of making it worse. If anything, you sort of did the green piece for pens. You're, you're, <laughs> you're rescuing them. I, I like that more than you know, using new pens. You know, the way you think is like the um, Japanese real estate market. You know, <laughs> once you live in a house, the valley goes down, exactly. unlike everywhere else in the world. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But, um, you know, that's not the only acquisition that we got because you got some new pens as well. Yeah. I actually handed you this, uh, this new capless pen uh, called the Wish, and that's the 2020 limited edition. So to give our listeners a recap, last year they released Azure, and this year they released Wish. And I think this year's release is just so interesting because they've screen printed 
these little stars where mm. the editions before were just gradients. Mm. This year has these like screen printed little stars, and I think that makes it just so much more special yeah. and really desirable. And I've got one um, with Akane as well, and she's replaced the nib with a 14K Namiki branded nib. And you've got one in M, I think, in yeah. the original Rhodium. Have you tried uh, writing with the pen yet? What, what are your thoughts? Because you're the queen of sparkly pen, right? Yeah, it's, um, I really like it because it's, it's remind me of one of the limited edition, capitalist limited edition they made for Itoya in December 2017 that I missed. And I regret it till today because I was like, ah, oh, do I need it? No, of course. But it was a blue with the uh, golden sparkle, like a gradient from the middle of the pen to the top. And this one remind me this uh, like um, uh, starry night a bit style and uh, the gradient from like a bronze to dark blue is really nice on the first part and the second part had all these silver stars and it's really dreamy yeah um, dark night pen so yeah very nice and I think they named it wish yeah. um, and released at the end of this year obviously uh, for a wish of a better new year which mm -hmm. I think is really really fitting mm -hmm. with the theme exactly so to me, this was very funny because I was asked by friends to buy a bunch of these. So I went to Modern and bought them, and then I came back home. I sent you a photo, and you went like, wow, and within one hour, you'd been to Modern and bought <laughs> the, the remaining stock. <laughs> uh, I bought a few. <laughs> but um, I, I sold all of mine already. I bought six, and I sold all of mine. One to to you, yeah. <laughs> and then I, I kind of stole one of my uh, inventory. <laughs> so that's how it goes. Very nice one. Have you seen this, Alessa? No, that's the first time. Nice one. Yeah, it is. You're not a capless user, right? Not so much. Yeah. Because you think they dry out really quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but they're they have a lot of nice designs. <laughs> <laughs> but I think Madison did this kind of disservice because um. They announced it on on the on Twitter. They had the, the photo on the Twitter feed, but you could not see the sparkles. It looked like, like like a black pen with a little bit of red. Yeah, and they also didn't get a lot of stock in it mm. because there were 450 released in total, mm. and um and they had what like 10 mm. pieces. I think they underestimated the the sales. Yeah. All right, and then I got an interesting pen from Italy delivered to me, which is the revival of the Radius brand. The Radius is an, uh, it's a vintage um, Italian company that was known to make a lot of uh, different uh, nib sizes, a lot of different um, filling systems. So they have three different uh, types of filling systems that they experimented with. It's kind of in terms of Italian pens in the shadows of like Omas and Delta. But I think the vintage styling on those pens were really, really beautiful. And I think the quality even rivals the the bigger players or the more well-known players. And just um, last month, uh, in December, uh, they revived this brand in collaboration with um, Salvador of Leonardo to make a first edition run of the new Radius pen. And this pen is like a very oversized um, pen and I got it in green because the green one had a bit of translucency in it. It's uh, you held it right, Jacob, and you yeah. mentioned something about the sections. 
Yeah, to me, the section reminds me of uh, Ranga's pens, but I think Ranga draw their inspiration from uh, other brands, so it's probably not a Ranga original. Yeah, it, it kind of flares outwards a bit, mm. and I think um, even though they're made by Leonardo, I think this design is probably an upgrade because it doesn't have that step down mm. from the thread to the section. Usually on Leonardo's, you have that really huge step down, right? Yeah. So I think that this is probably an upgrade. Mm. But on the other hand, I, on the other hand, I think the balance of this pen, because there's a piston unit on the back, and I think that's mm. metal, it's kind of back heavy a bit. Mm. Um, but I think it, it's really a, a beautiful pen, and this material reminds me of um, that Pelican material, which is a vibrant green that they ah, use. Yeah, yeah. In I think an M six hundred M eight hundred I don't remember, and these uh, pens come in the same ebonite feet that Leonardo comes in. So uh, that was my latest acquisition. I got this uh, on twenty seven. So I have one more acquisition. Uh, you've seen this on photos, but not in person. Yes. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm buying this for you. <laughs> oh. So this is a Sailor Old Style Large 14K Zoom Nib. So those are quite hard to find nowadays. And we talked before about how the, like, the zoom, zoom Nibs are kind of a bit inconsistent. Like, yeah, I was about to comment because yeah. that tipping looks not like a Zoom. Exactly. So I'm not sure if it's been being used a lot or if this is just how they did it back then. Because it has a like, big flat, flat side. Yeah, yeah it, it's really flat-footed and I mean I can imagine that when they first started doing this zoom nib they probably um, maybe this was like uh, an evolution of sorts right because the, the mm. later ones are probably they are a culmination of more skill and experience mm. but yeah I'm buying that from you <laughs> <laughs> they, they run them yes they round in like the, a little bit like a, a lettering nib, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and I, I just like these 14K nibs so much. Well, they're a good base for customization, I guess, which is probably what, what you like. Yeah. <laughs> and then on top of that, Jacob, you brought for us today a bunch of inks from Taiwan. Yes. Yes, yeah, so we did a group order from Just Spirit. We got the new London Toolbar inks, and we got um, uh, the Ink Institute cat inks. Yeah, um, and just a shout out to Just Spirit because I think they're really, really a fantastic retailer. Mm. They have a lot of different um, Taiwanese items, and they're yeah. very um, accommodating to overseas orders as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the the website can be a bit hard to use. Uh, if you don't speak Chinese, yeah. yeah. But they are very. You can you can reach out to them on Instagram, and they will help you. They're very friendly. Yeah. So I think rather than go through all of the inks, you know, we got a bunch of ink orders, um, the new cat series, and we got the new lens toolbars, which seem to be pigmented. Yeah. I, I did a post about this, but it looks like, like the orange one looks like a carrot juice. Yeah, it definitely does. And okay, so um, moving on, uh, we want to do a bit of housekeeping here. Um, two points that we need to, to clean up. Uh, before we move on to wrapping up the year, is that I've got a lot of DMs from many, many people uh, telling me that actually there had been a European exclusive sailor, which was the White Russian, which is also a PGS. 
and then they're going to do the Negroni as the second one. So I think the point of uh, conversation here would be, okay, um, are they going to continue doing these European exclusives in form of the cocktail series and then kind of retire the Japanese ones? Um, well, we don't know, but we'll see uh, what happens in 2021. The second point of uh, clarification that we need to make is that I think two episodes ago we talked about this um, Cohen uh, pen, which is the um, next in the series after last year's Kaiha. And Kaiha had Naginata uh, M, MF, and Bs. And the Bs were all worked on by Nagahara, whereas the M's and MF's were worked on by the apprentices. And in the press release that they sent, it seemed like that they were, instead of having the B, they were going to have uh, Naginata M and MF, and then they're going to have um, the regular nibs because they showed us pictures of the regular nibs. Mm. Now, upon rereading the press release and confirming with retailers, this is not the case. Mm. They're actually going to have uh, Naginata MF, M, and B just like last year. Except this year, we don't know who uh, is grinding the beaners. So it will, I think it should be a little bit different from last year's Kaiha because these will be um, the non Nagahara uh, nibs. And they will not have the regular nibs on the, on the, on the coin. So just two points of uh, housekeeping before we wrap up 2020. But now that the year has ended, I think it's appropriate to, to think back and, and talk about maybe some of our standouts. So mm. I, I've made a bunch of categories mm. and maybe we can do like a rapid fire style. <laughs> um, I'm sure we're going to go long into this. Stand up pen, Jacob. Yes, I did uh, an Instagram post about this and my favorite pen this year is, I mean, just look at the table here. Mm -hmm. we have, there's a lot of movement ones here and there's a reason for that. It's, I think it's your favorite too. Uh, it was definitely my favorite pen of the year. It's a $25 piston filler. It's a, a bit of a heavy side, which I like. It's it's sturdy. The piston works well. It seems well built. The feed is very wet. It's easy to swap nibs. So I have had you know, platinum nibs, sailor nibs, Montblanc nibs, all kinds of nibs in them. And I've had more fun with these pens than almost any other pen this year. Yeah, and I think um, for, for me as well, this is the stand-up pen of the year for me. Um, Especially since they had the aluminum version last December, which we liked. Yeah. But I think this brass version is just such an upgrade because there's so many things that you can do with brass as well. So I haven't even gone to half the things I want to do. But um, for example, I have a rhodium plated uh, brass movement here on the table. Uh, where you have on the table a um, Martelet, uh kind of rounded. Um, Moonmen on your side. I think the, the beauty of these pens is that they're so versatile uh, that you can really um, put in a lot of interesting uh, nibs, you can do interesting designs, you can just mess around with a pen and have so much creativity in this one simple yeah. product. Mm -hmm. And you know for you know $25-30 with a, with a piston filler, I think um, the Chinese manufacturers have proved that you can make great piston fillers without breaking the bank. And I'm hoping that other manufacturers are taking note yeah. of this. Okay, stand up pen of the year. 
Yes, so as I answer Jacob on his um, post, I'm, I'm, I'm playing the limited edition game, so all my pens are sold out. I'm really sorry for our listeners. But uh, as usual, I got trapped in Shishikura-san uh, sparkling pen, so the, the Sakura Tukin. Tukiyo Sakura. Yes, it's Tukiyo Sakura, and then the maple leaves. Both are like sparkling three colors, uh, sailor pro gear, and um, yeah. And you're in luck because I asked her for you, and she is planning to release. Uh, so this year she did spring and autumn. Yeah. She is planning on releasing summer and winter pens as well. Yeah, I, I, I was guessing that we, there will be the next one and, and the Maruzen special yes. one. So I know that I'm already in debt for 2021. <laughs> the, the year start very well. <laughs> so the Sailor Pro gear for you. Yeah, Sailor Pro gear, and I really enjoy the Bungo Box um, Twinkle. Twinkle Stardust. Yeah. So right. I, I stay in my uh, sparkling uh, category, Sailor. I'm probably the only one here that didn't really like that Moon Man that much. Um, I know. <laughs> I think uh, we've got some real strange people here that they're always changing out the nibs and all doing all this funky stuff, which is right what I love. But I think a lot of people don't. And the Moon Man nib is just kind of a kind of a boring nib. But yeah, yeah it's an okay pen, but it's very cap heavy, and perhaps I like their aluminum one better. But um, yes, yeah, it's, it's a definitely a pen for people who exactly. like heavy it's, pens, and it's also a pen for like you guys. Yeah, but the door is that way. Well, I take advantage of it, so uh, so it's a pen I don't particularly dislike, but I don't particularly think it's a standout for me. It'd have to just be the shiny, the Iris, the Twisby Back Seven Hundred mm -hmm. Iris, just because um, it's readily available. I hear they're going to be bringing out more of it. Um, the VAC 700R is a much better pen than the VAC 700. It's in the affordable range, but it's really very different. And it's a different kind of sparkly, so I like that too. And I heard that they actually um, plated the nib very well, right? Yeah, I'm not having any problems with it at all. Yeah, And also, it's very clean on just the, the one section near the tip. Right. And Twisby's, you know, it's a, you get value for your, for your money with Twisby. All right, uh, standout ink. <laughs> this year has again been a year for Tono and Lim. Yeah. Mm. We don't talk about them on the podcast anymore because, I mean, for one, I suffer from Tono and Lim's burnout. Yeah, we all do that. We all do, but we all, we cannot, <laughs> like, it's, it's a drug, you know, you cannot just, you follow them, you see they're really missing, you have to go. To Okamoto Oka, um, uh, Okamoto to play with the ink, and they are really strong. They are, they are, yeah. They they know how to attract uh, weak people like us. <laughs> <laughs> so you you never get out from there with empty hands, <laughs> unfortunately. But, but then on the point of toner limbs, it looks like they're actually trying to expand out to Europe because uh, Jacob, I think I sent you a post yesterday. Um, where uh, they're actually making a store exclusive for a, I think they're a maker, mm. they're a pen maker, or at least they, they're in, a pen engraver in Europe called Fellow Pens, at Fellow Pens. And um, they're coming out with this like blue store exclusive for them, which I think is really interesting and is going to be a source of success for their 
uh, future business models because I think um, now everybody and their mothers and their grandmothers has some terminal limb story exclusive. So uh, just Japan will not sustain their business. For me, this is definitely a case of recency bias, but I really, really like this new carrot juice ink from the Nantua bar. So um, for the last few months, I've been doing a, a lot of studying and taking a lot of notes, and so I've been wanting to use um, water-resistant inks. And I've been mostly using Lennon Toolbar's um, atmospheric line. So they have especially twilight and cloudy day. They are very well behaved, easy to clean, permanent inks, and they, they look quite nice. And I think these, two, these three new inks here are also in this atmospheric line. And I really like the color uh, of this new orange one. It's sort of it's got, got a bit of halo effect, and it's quite light, but in a student nibble such as this, it's beautiful. Yeah. I think my inks of the year will probably be uh, along the same lines, the Ink Institute's Metro series that they did for the Taipei Metro. We've seen a trend towards kind of like um, unsaturated inks. Those inks are very uh, bright and saturated. Uh, and they're basic inks, you know, but they're still very um, interesting in that they have a you know, shading or shading, uh, which is a bit of a refresher. And particularly what I like about those inks is actually their bottles. I think mm. the um, ink is these bottles are just fantastic. And like about, uh, if I come back to Tono and Limbs, like we went with Akane the other day to to play with some of their uh, line and they really they have released this line of, uh, like Alicia showed us this uh, just uh, glittering liquid that you can mix uh, and play with any of their inks. They said, to avoid the pigment one because it's too thick, so it's not very good for content pen with the shimmery, shimmering inside. But this is crazy because then any plain ink you have, you can just add mix blue, shimmering, silver, purple one, and it will make you kind of a rainbow, a unicorn rainbow range of ink. And this is a new step because then you can really customize all your ink by yourself by either adding uh, shimmering or toner to make them lighter and stuff like that. So this is, yeah, quite a, a, a next yeah. step. And Pannonia uh, from uh, from your uh, from Poland, I believe. Mm -hmm. uh, no, Romania. I don't remember. Anyways, Pannonia EU. They actually also have um, mica powder that you can buy separately mm. to add to your inks. The difference between the tonal limbs and Pannonia glitter is that Pannonia is only selling the powder. Whereas Tonal Limbs sells it in a liquid form. And if you add the Tonal Limbs uh, liquid, it actually desaturates your ink and changes the color of the base uh, ink as well, mm -hmm. not just adding shimmer. So it mm -hmm. kind of adds this new dimension to it mm -hmm. as well. Romania. Romania, yeah. But they are available in Japan now, right? They, they, there's yes. some distributor in Hokkaido. Yeah, Sapporo, yeah. Mm -hmm. But they're very big too now um, in Japan. Mm -hmm. Really successful, I think. Benoia? Yeah. And so, so your ink of the year? Well, it's definitely the Yaching style turquoise ink, but that's just mm. really hard to get. I've never used an ink like that where it's waterproof, it's incredibly smooth, and as I've said before, it's kind of cushiony, which is a very unusual thing, and it behaves very unusually, but it's a difficult one to get. So as, as far as a line, I think it's overlooked a lot is the Kakimori inks. Ah, yes. They changed over 
from a dye base to a pigment base, and it's a paint company now that makes yeah. them. And they're for a pigment ink, they're really smooth and very liquidy, and I think they're um, easy to clean up, and they're all waterproof. So that would kind of be yeah. something that's a little bit overlooked. But they do feather their almost old paper. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Maybe you just use crappy paper. <laughs> <laughs> all right, speaking of paper, let's, let's start with you this time, your standout paper. Absolutely, the new one that uh, Yamamoto paper came out with is the new premium, the Takasago premium bank paper. Um, it's uh, definitely very different, and it's kind of like the way when Grafilo got introduced. You went from Tomoa River to Grafilo. It's different. It's thicker. It, it changes the way your ink looks, but it's still really sturdy, has less show through, dries a little bit faster than Tomoa River. And I still love Tomoa River, but um, it's definitely a different paper. And right now all they have it is in the loose leaf. So if somebody will please make a notebook out of it, I would appreciate that and I'll get it. <laughs> I stay with the classic ones, so Tomoe River and uh, Graphilos. I didn't, I didn't test a lot of new paper this year, so no, no um, progress in this. <laughs> so I would have two answers. So first of all, I sort of discovered um, Tsubame paper, Tsubame Fools mm -hmm. paper this year. I mean, they've been around for like 70 years, I think, that they've been around for a long time. But like one or two years ago, I bought one of their like A6 pocket notebooks, and I didn't like the paper at all. But it turns out that the small notebooks they don't use uh, the Tsubame Fools paper. So I hadn't hadn't tried Tsubame Fools paper until this year, and I was blown away by how good it is. And what I like about Tsubame Fools is that these notebooks are so cheap, right? You mm. pay like 200 yen for an A5. Uh, notebook like 30 sheets and the paper is almost, I mean, it competes with the best, right? And so I really, been really impressed with the Tsubame Fools. I would also mention more of a notebook product, but uh, plotters. Uh, I got this M6 size uh, plotter, uh, like ring binder this year. And I like how you can buy uh, M6 size paper from, uh, you know, you can get toner, uh, not a ton of limbs. Uh, <laughs> 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 Their next business venture, guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but you can get good papers from a lot of different brands. So there's a lot of good paper available, and I think it's a perfect size. Whether you want to take just you know notes on the go, or you want to do ink swatches, I just love my little plotter M6. Yeah, the the plotters are real good. Um, you can try a lot of different papers yeah. in those plotters as well. And if you're like us, then you'll have tried. Tons of different paper mm. this year, like uh, the Hagurum of Cotton, I think was yeah. really interesting. We had some laid paper, um, Spica laid. Um, we had, you know, Takasago Bank paper. But I think at the end of the day, for me, still Tomoe River is king yeah. or, and queen, actually, uh, with both their 52 and their 68 mm -hmm. GSMs. Um, I think, you know, there's a lot of talk about, oh, new Tomoe River, uh, not as good. I think um, that the new Tom River, while it may be different, I think it's just as good. Um, it uh, might have small differences in performance, but I think at the end of the day, you know, it's it's still going to be my paper of choice. Um, and I believe the Hobonichis that we're going to start today are still using old Tom River, whereas the notebooks that I have from Sakai Technical, which is their, I can, I think they're like the official mm. um, retail arm, is um, is going to be the new paper. 
I've just broken in a uh, Tomoe Reverse 68 GSM, and I think it's just fantastic. It doesn't show shading as much, but still, it's just a great white um, blank notebook. I really like it. Uh, for me, no changes. Um, standout brand. Standout brand. Um, I think this still has to be failure. I mean, just the sheer amount of releases that they had, um, the kind of news that we were talking about this year, I think Sailor dominated the, uh, the news um, in terms of just even without the plus acquisition stuff, just the kind of releases that they had, um, the kind of collaborations that they had with different retailers. Uh, especially in Japan, I think for, for sure, um, for sure Sailor, but I do think that um, the glass tooth pen has to have a special mention here for me because, I mean, they can't be stand up because there are just so little of them. But, um, but I think it's just, it shook up even the glass mm. pen industry. Mm. And I, I see many more options now because tooth went ahead and did the ribbon nib. So I am not a huge fan of Toner limbs. I have toner limbs fatigue, and I only ever bought one of their inks. I got a lot of samples from people who only bought one of their inks myself. But I will still say they are one of the standout brands because what they do so well is that they they make these limited runs and and, and they do it over and over. Like they have a new ink every few weeks, basically, right? And I know other ink maker I know does that. So the, the sheer speed and turnover mm. is amazing, and they're experimenting a lot also with different. Kind of thing, so I, I'm I'm impressed by what they do. Um, I agree with Jacob totally. I'm I got a little bit of tonal limbs burnout, but it still didn't keep me from buying something um last week. But um, last week, yeah, <laughs> they um they definitely have shaken up the pen world, especially in Japan, and introduced a lot of new people yeah. into fountain pens. So that's kind of because of their their just going in and just changing the rules a little bit. Uh, I think they are... Um, They're disruptors. Yes, they they actually are. And I think the other one, I, I it's that drill lock yeah. that I just yeah. got. It's uh, shaking things up, and um, they're being very responsive. Um, I had to, like, try to find the guy, and I went through Shion and a couple other things, and I finally got a hold of the guy, and then he goes, yeah, sure, I'll sell you one. And I was just talking to him, he goes, well, do they want a website? And I'm like, yeah. And he was very responsive and wanting to get his pen out there. And already it's in the Stias and a couple other places. But um, they they're seem to be open to um, foreign sales, too. So they're being very agile right now. But it's a really interesting dip pen. Yeah. And it was interesting to talk to them at Tips. So both you and I talked to them, and they had... On that day, on the first day of tips, that was also when they had uh, started their, their Twitter account. And they had even thought about their website. They were just starting out. I think they've been just overwhelmed by, by the response. Yes. Uh, I think for me, was, uh, of course, Tono and Lim's year and the glass pens years, and we, we, we used to talk in previous podcasts. So I think both goes together, and um, it's it yeah it it touch a wider uh, say audience than just fountain pen maniacs as we are, and it, we really like enlarge from artists to 
to young people who never write handwrite, like only in school, but never artistic handwrite. And I think the glass pen with the new Ink Numa stuff got um, was the 2020 highlight for right. me. Um, stand up grind for me is uh, Naginata. At the beginning of this year, I, I wrote on my website, I think 2020 is going to be the year of the nag. Um, my prediction came true for me uh, because I've gotten, I think, the most requests for grinds are uh, Naginata grinds. So um, I think for me, Naginata was the grind of the year. Um, next year, who knows? But uh, for sure, it's been fun for me to both write and, and grind. Yeah, so if we include factory grinds, I would say pilots whoever nib. So I've tried it many times before in stores, but very quickly. And this year, for the first time, I bought my own Waverly pen, and I really enjoyed that nib. Um, especially if you're left-handed, uh, I think it works very well. And the way I'm holding it, uh, that very low angle, and so I just tilt it, it almost becomes like a mini fuda, and I really like the the, the kind of brush-like strokes you get with it. And, and um, I think Pilot doesn't get as much credit for their various nibs yeah. as Sailor does. And we talked about it before, but we should really do an, an episode about Pilot's nib. Yeah. Well, time to stick one in the T1. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Do that. laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> uh, I have the impression that uh, mm, compared to maybe three or five years before that people, at, at least in Japan, in Asia, got more interest in broader nibs than before. And I think Bechori is one of the main actors in this game because he used this monoline um, uh, nib. And so people start to play with let lettering nibs, uh, fude nibs, mm -hmm. nag naginata um, nibs. And you can see that it's more, it's getting more like um, calligraphy style and stuff like this, like uh, Romanji calligraphy style, not only uh, Asian one. So yeah, maybe maybe we go to something like with the parallel pen, parallel pilot too. So I think we go to something more playful and using pen in a, not just to write letter or to write kanji and stuff like that. And uh, I went to an exhibition I think two weeks ago about the Hong Kong protests mm -hmm. in Megro, and uh, shout out to at Seki Pen. He's a uh, he's an artist from Hong Kong who actually contributed to this exhibition. And through the exhibition, I really um, felt strongly how art uh, is so connected to, to people, uh, to protest movements. And I think a lot of artists, uh, especially in, in Hong Kong, but also now in the US, are using art, using calligraphy to help channel um, a message uh, in their works to, to help people who are struggling. And I think, um, you know, for me, it's one of the first times where I really, you know, deeply felt that art has a um, transcendent uh, purpose uh, beyond just the beauty of it. Oh, um, I don't have a specific nib. I just, just uh, whatever CY gives me. And then whenever I see Nagahara song, whatever his nib of the day. But yeah, those two are great. All right, uh, next uh, is the standout news. And I think, Jacob, you and I, we're going to be pretty aligned on this, but the plus acquisition has to be the standout news of the year. Um, you know, if you want to hear our reasoning for that, go listen to our emergency episode. 
any other outstanding news do you think uh Tomboy river the change oh, that happened last two years ago in 2019 mm. but people got wind of that this year so i think for paper fanatics that but for us sailor first acquisition but there was also one more thing that we've probably almost forgotten about now uh, earlier this year japan premium pen show was announced and then uh, just like what, one or two months later it was cancelled and the official reason for the cancellation was was the, was the pandemic but I, I mean we all heard that it didn't seem to go as well as they had they, they were hoping for right so i was very surprised that they were even going to try to do something like this uh, i think that they were meant to have this uh, pen show at one of the very fancy hotels, I can't yeah, remember where. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it was meant to be very expensive and they're going to have uh, international vendors and it seemed overly ambitious and uh, I'm not surprised. But, I mean, I think even if the pandemic hadn't happened, I think they would have had to cancel it. Yeah, what I heard was that there weren't many vendors that mm -hmm. wanted to come because of the extreme table fees. Yeah. Yeah. Any other standout news to you? I think we're covered on that then. Um, stand up, up and coming. And for me, this is, as you said, the Drillog pen. Yeah. Um, I think it's too new to be stand up um, brand of the year, but uh, stand up, up and coming for sure. I think there's no other contender. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're all in agreement. Yeah. <laughs> and then the stand up event. Any stand up events of the year? I went only to Ink Numa, so I cannot compare it. Well, so I think the two biggest ones were Tips and Ink Numa. Well, you all have the bigger Bungo Yoshi too, but that was not quite, you know, you know, fountain yeah. pen and ink. There's also Ink Ink Ink, but which we've all forgotten about. Yeah, but yeah, that was also small. But I think, I think Tips was far better organized. Yeah. But I personally enjoyed Ink Numa even more. You think Tips was better organized than Inknuma? I think it is. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. The main problem I had with Inknuma was that you had this one line to each table, right? But there are two things you could do to each table. You could try ink. Or buy. Or buy. Right? So if you wanted to buy something, they were like, you can try it. Yeah. Something you wanted, wanted to try it. But I really enjoyed the iPad uh, conversation <laughs> with the retailers. Yeah. And yeah. Inkman, this was really cute and, yeah. and nice. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think um, the overall standout uh, for how crazily um, of a bad idea it was, was Bunga Josh Haku. Yeah. Um, over 19,000 people in attendance. So crazy. Um, lots of people, no social distancing. And I think, um, I think Ink Numa was just like a mini version of that. Um, tips was far better controlled. Uh, I think that I still prefer Ink Numa and Bumijoshi's uh, way of payment, where you collect everything you pay at the end. But that's think, what, what what makes it so dangerous, though. Yeah, you don't you don't know. <laughs> but that's what makes it a good event. <laughs> yeah. Whereas I think um, Tips was better uh, organized in terms of operational wise. Mm -hmm. But uh, I think there is still room for improvement for, for everybody. Yeah. All right, so that's our wrap up of 2020. Uh, then we have some time to do some 2021 predictions. Because mm. 2021 is going to be a huge year. 
we're still going to be in the pandemic uh, for, I think, the good part of the year. But it's actually Sailor's 110th anniversary. So I'm hoping to see a limited or special edition comm uh, commemorative pen for 110. And I think they might do a next the year after too for 111, but I'm not sure. 110 for sure, I think, is a big year. What I'm hoping for is something like the, the, the 95th anniversary, like a, a real, yeah. like a King of Pen Realo with a King Eagle nib, right? <laughs> that, that's like wishful thinking. <laughs> Realistically, I think we're going to get a bamboo pen with, with, with a, a Frugier nib and something ready. <laughs> <laughs> Any wishes for uh, Sailor 2021? <laughs> More sparkles. Different nibs. Different nibs. Different nibs. Yeah. Um, pen shows. Any expectation for pen shows? I think what we saw this year was that um, the event organizers, regardless of the pandemic, are going to hold their shows. Mm. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see what Itoya does because I think they're the first one with Inking Kink. Yeah, um, I haven't seen anything yet, but I think last time they also announced it fairly late. Yeah, just a few weeks before. Marazen yeah. um, is going to happen. I'm happy that there's going to be less people, hopefully, fingers crossed. I've already pre-ordered a bunch of stuff, but I want to see if they have their uh, previous year's inks back in stock. I think there's going to be fist fights over Ginkan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but otherwise, I think uh, outside of the U.S., everything is, you know, in the U.S., everything's going to be shut down. And then here in Japan, everything will probably still go forward. And we hope that Taiwan will go down. Because, oh, wait, no, yeah. yeah. I, that's not until the fall. So by then, I think things will be, I think it's like around October, November. Yeah, but I don't think so. And the reason why I don't think so is because the rest of the world would not have had vaccines yet. Uh, maybe they'll just close it just to like certain countries, like a bubble. Maybe, you know? maybe. Yeah. Also, I don't think that the online events are going to go away. We know, for example, that in January, Bumbujoshi is going to do like a follow-up online yes. event. And, and the main reason is that I mean, if you live far away, even, even if the, the pandemic becomes more or less under control, if you live far away, it might not be feasible. They're missing the 11,000 that didn't go. Yeah, exactly, right? So, so, and I think, I'm not sure if, if, the, if they're going to think about that, but I would love to see them think about the international audience. Right? So, and, and, and Tony Lim's Inc. events where, where, you can, where you can participate and buy from overseas. Yeah, I'm hoping for a better organized online event because I think um, the way that they're doing it on Instagram Live, where you have to jump from page to page to page, it's just not working. So one thing that Tony and them started doing was invite only Zoom. Yeah, I, I think those will be much better. All right. Um, any any updates on predictions for the uh, ink scene or ink numa? Hmm. I think we we, are, we, are, we were talking about this Chinese brand too, like um, the other day. Yeah, there there are a lot of Chinese brands. Yeah, um, but on, this like. Shading, uh, watercoloring, inks. Um, how would say? 
it looks like when you do a swatch with them, it looks like a watercolor painting already. You don't need to add anything on it. So I think we are playing in this more like auto color changing inks. Mm. So no one already made uh, one one series about it with the Japanese uh, demons, what's it? Oh, oh, monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Like this kind of uh, if you really swatch a, a big amount of ink on the paper, you see the, the color start to change and to evolve. Yeah while drying so uh, maybe we are going that's going to be really interesting yeah i think numa you're the biggest numa we know yeah exactly <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm hoping for another year of uh, pelican blue black iron ball <laughs> <laughs> all right well i've got some that i'm going to hang out there and just go ahead and say it um i think shimmer is on its way out and I know that's very unpopular and then turns around that Tag's going to put out a super shimmery. <laughs> and what I mean by that is everything goes in cycles. And I think the super shimmery inks are going to be more like what we saw at Tono and Limbs where it's pearlescent. And when you add the liquid, as you said, it um, desaturates the ink. So you can't add a lot of shimmer. If you have powder, mm. you can put gobs of shimmer in. It just gets thicker, but you can put gobs of shimmer and then if it's just too thick you add a little bit of water but uh, when it's already in a liquid it minimizes how much shimmer you can put out and I think that's kind of how they train but Japanese inks I think tend to be a little bit more that way they're less with lots Viscous, and lots yeah. of yeah they're, mm -hmm. they don't have just lots and lots of glitter they're kind of more a little more faint so I think it's kind of got to go in that direction I think there's going to be more like you said the um, those devil inks from Tono and Limbs where um, you put large swatches down and it and it, it changes colors. And it's the Fantan ink that you, mm -hmm. I think you posted it. One of you guys posted Jacob it, posted yeah, it. in our stationary chat, that I think you're gonna see a lot more of those chromo shading mm -hmm. kind of things. But I think people are using them with um, with artwork mm -hmm. and um, really big nibs, like parallels and uh, a lot of flex. And those are starting to show that off more. And I've seen people like write and then drip water all over it. So I think you're gonna see a lot more of those, even though at first it took me a while to to get used to them, but I think those are going to be the trends in ink. I think Japan is always uh, on a different cycle to the rest of the world. Yeah. So I think um, you're right that shimmer is going to not be as prominent in the rest of the world. But I think Japan has just started their shimmer adventure mm -hmm. because yeah. shimmer came into the market only last year. I mean, really came into and the it's market. It's really faint. It's not like really, really glittery like some yeah. of the shimmer. Mm -hmm. So, you know, Tag's new shimmerings, I'm really excited for the last Lazuli. Uh, I think, you know, Total Limbs are shimmer crazy people. Um, so we'll see. I, I'm i not sure if we'll see it in one of the big manufacturers because I think if um, Pilot, Platinum, or Sailor do a shimmering, in particular looking at you, Sailor, <laughs> if Sailor does a shimmering ink, I'm getting it. <laughs> then, uh, then you'll know that it's in full cycle. But otherwise, I don't think shimmer is dead in right. Japan. Um, so, next predictions Platinum's yearly limited edition. I think it's safe to say we were talking about this, at least in Japan, that the Platinum Shion, which was extremely, extremely hyped, did not perform to its expectations, especially when we consider it against last uh, the previous year's Nokka. Mm -hmm. Nokka sold out immediately. Mm -hmm. You couldn't get it in the stores. And see, it's still in the stores six months later. So um, I'm hoping that they move away from these 
uh, kind of all. I like the facets, but I just don't like how it's like um, across the body in, in that way. I think maybe some straighter facets um, could be could be interesting. But I think the Xian was almost a bit too similar to the Rokka in the way that it was faceted. Um, and even though it was purple, uh, it, it didn't live up to its expectations. I'll, I'll disagree with you there. I think what just killed the Xi'an, I mean, that's what you have here for, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, the price, right? It's the price. It was flat yeah. out the price. I think um, they stuck it out there by doing those weird um, concave facets. And I, I'd like to see more of stuff like that. Be, but those are harder to do. And I think you, you'll see with this year's COVID year, a lot of people just changed coloring and stuff. Like the VAC 700, Iris, it was the coloring. It wasn't a new pen. The um, Platinum uh, Venus Belt, that was the gradation of the coloring. And those are easier to do, right? And, but I think they really stuck it out there and did something that would, probably took some remachining or something. Yeah. And um, I like that. I like that I think the Shiyun is going to probably hold its value for me because I bought it here in Japan. But I think the price just killed it. And I think had the price been more in line with the Roka, it has sold out. So it was what, $100, uh, $100 more expensive than Roka in Japan, right? Oh no, it was... Um, 5,000 yen more. I think like 30 or 35. Yeah, 35 I think. Yeah, I got mine for 35. Yeah, I thought it was approaching 300. Yeah, 300. Yeah, and then in the States, it was like 470. Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah. say. In the States, yeah. the pricing was just outrageous. Yeah, so. But it's the same with the sale of um, Four Seasons, right? That yeah. the price was raised because it changed in yeah. yeah, three times, yeah. What I would like to see is a platinum limited edition with a, with a music nib. That would be interesting. A soft music nerd. A soft music nerd. <laughs> SMS, platinum, get on it. Yeah. Now you're asking. You have one year. Yeah, you have six months. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, any paper predictions? And this this might be more wishful thinking, but I would like to see uh, the, the two things I want to see. I want to see uh, more. More refills, yes. So, like Grafilo, Tsubame, Midori, MD for for plotters. The, the other thing, or, or just like the planners in general, the other thing I would like to see is some kind of paper subscription or notebook subscription. Oh, I don't think idea. I don't think a big company would do that, but Yamamoto. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I was going yeah. to say that Yamamoto paper thinkers are well positioned to do something like that. We should collaborate with them. Yeah, he's really nice. I met him many times. Yeah. He's really, mm -hmm. really nice. Yeah, I think he speaks English too. Yeah. yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah, very English. well. Yeah. All right. Um, any paper predictions from our from our Numa? Year of the paper. I'm calling it right now. So <laughs> year next year paper. you guys can come back and laugh at me, but it's a year of the paper. I think a lot of companies are coming out with paper. I thought Tips was super paper heavy, mm. um, and I think you know with the fist fights they had over the old Tomoe River, new Tomoe River, people are really coming into like. Thinking of paper is is another Important, selection, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think this year you're going to see an explosion of paper. Okay. That's interesting because uh, a lot of paper sources are saying that 
they're consolidating yeah. the. But I mean the types of paper. Thing. I don't mean the companies. I mean types of paper. Like I mean, you go to Combi Terrier, and there's about eighty-six thousand types of paper, and most of them are fountain pen friendly to an extent. Yeah. So, and then they said Tsubame. I'm mm. totally on board with you on Tsubame. Mm. They are just going after the pen, mm. the pen group, yeah. the fountain pen group. They really are. I want a um, fountain pen friendly uh, washi paper. Mm -hmm. So not washi tape. Washi yeah, paper. Good. good luck with that, man. And then get It was terrible yeah. on some then get You cannot use yeah. anything but the board pen because the paper or sharpie. Yeah. Then, uh, yeah. Some just like uh, I told you uh, when you you try my nakaya that the nib was because the paper was just like disintegrating yeah. inside like yeah. on the yeah. nib. Yeah. That would be that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Mm -hmm. But speaking of washi tape, there is washi tape that you can use yeah. with fountain pens. And um, uh, I got mine from Just Spirit. It's the traditional, um, we call it the nine blocks, that uh, you practice Chinese characters in. And we'll have a link of it in the show notes. That one I, I used yeah. um, for my post yesterday. Okay, New Year. And that is really cool. And that's definitely going in my whole Yeah. I'll have to check that out. It's very nice. Yeah. It's very cute. It's so yeah. small. <laughs> it's so cute. And then lastly, I think we're all really, really excited uh, is um, Taiwanese stationery. I think um, it's been creeping up on us. It's been creeping up on us. And uh, I think that Taiwan is going to have a great year of stationery next year. They were largely unaffected by COVID. I think Taiwanese uh, uh, makers and artists are so creative, so, um, so original, and they're not bound to large companies. Mm -hmm. And uh, I really hope we see interesting products from Taiwan uh, next year. And, you know, the spirit, uh, we have, you know, tools to live by. They came out with the cool bottles this year, mm -hmm. um, glass room bottles, uh, T.Y. Lee, um, you know, uh, fine writing, Opus. We're going to have yeah, Ink Institute. So many uh, interesting um, brands in Taiwan, Lend Toolbar. So I'm hoping that uh, next year will be a great year for Taiwanese stationery. Mm -hmm. And related to that, I think Taiwanese stationery products are a bit held back in Japan by the fact that they seem to go through a distributor that exactly that charges like I think Lennon Tuba in particular and also like fine writing pens. They are more than twice as expensive. And the bird um, series, what's the bird series? Yeah, the, the eye paper, right? Yeah, eye paper. Yeah, they're, they're more than twice as expensive in Japan. And I mean, for us, it's not a problem because we, we buy from just spirit. But I think it's holding them back. Yeah. I would really like to see a, a, a major distributor actually low, lowering the price. Uh, all right, just spirit, call me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the thing is, uh, if you look at uh, Twisty in particular, uh, up until fairly recently, they were quite expensive in Japan. I think now with Twisty Sakai, prices have gone down quite a bit. I would like to see Twisty Sakai, the, the Sakai uh, taking over distribution of um, other Chinese brands, uh, Chinese brands. Uh, but also not just Taiwan, but sort of China. I think like uh, Moonman and even more so Pen BBS are some of the most interesting brands. And what I'm hoping to see this year are even more interesting uh, filling systems from Pen BBS, maybe like Hoshiawase, and maybe from Pen BBS Inkidome. I'm really hoping for that. Inkidome. <laughs> you guys always want that. You can uh, you can use a three five five as an Inkidome. Yeah, it's kind of inky I guess, yeah. 
All right. Um, any wishes for Taiwan? Oh, I, I totally agree with you. It's um, I think it's a really hot stationary fountain pen ink um, tornado over there. And um, if we are allowed to leave and, and things clear up toward the end of the year, I'm definitely that's the, right, the, top the of the, the list. One. Yeah, is mm -hmm. to go to the Taiwan Tiny Pen Show. Yeah, well, absolutely. Have fun because I can't go. I, um, <laughs> I'll take an order. Yeah. <laughs> You, are, you would be on the camera on Zoom with them. Yeah. <laughs> the whole trip to, make, to have us translate everything. <laughs> All right. So I think that just about wraps up our predictions for 2021. Can I add one more prediction? Add. So we have talked the, uh, last year about how the Inkunuma crowd has moved from fountain pens to glass pens. Mm -hmm. Instead of practicing kakunos, they get mm -hmm. the, the tools and, and start the glass pens. I think there is an opportunity for the fountain pen makers to do some um, like low-cost pens with interesting nibs that are more appealing to the Inkinuma crowd. Like Sailor already has food uh, demand and pilot and crappy bodies. Right, uh, exactly. And pilot has parallels, but they're kind of weird pens. They're interesting nibs, but they're weird pens. Yeah. People, yeah, people swap the nibs, right? Yeah. I'm hoping to see, and I think there might be an a chance that at least Sailor does something more interesting with mm -hmm. the food in And what I'm really hoping for is that Pilot, maybe under this new Elmeli name, take maybe comes up with a, with a Kakuno with a stub nib, for example. Yeah, or, um, or a Kakuno with a parallel nib. <laughs> That's a bit less likely, but that would be fun. I'd buy about 100 of those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, brush pen and uh, color pen yeah, that you can pen, fill yeah. with ink yeah. and I think this is kind of new um, market too because mm -hmm. then people like can people who don't like to write or draw with fountain pen can really enjoy their new inks with some uh, pen like ball pen not ball pen but uh, what do you call yeah. them? Yeah. Alright so I think that just about wraps up our episode thank you once again so much uh, if you haven't already uh, tell a friend, make a Reddit post about us, and, you know, make us our stories, uh, tag us um, in your in your posts. Um, that really, really helps us. Give us a five-star review on uh, iTunes or on Spotify. Leave us a review. Uh, and, you know, ask us some questions through our website. Uh, we do have a website. It's tokyoinklings.com. You can comment on each episode, and that's where we store all of our show notes. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, please uh, continue to support us in our podcast. We're coming up to one year, uh, coming up to our one year anniversary for our podcast up in March. Uh, we wanted to do something special, but I don't think we've you know really gone beyond saying that we want to. So let's see. Um, but yeah, uh, really, really a huge thank you to everybody who who listens, who supports, who talks about this podcast. You really. Um, motivate us to continue to bring you interesting information from Japan. And uh, with that being said, thanks a lot. Uh, my name is CY. You can find me on my website at TokyoStationPens.com, on Instagram at TokyoStationPens, and on Instagram at to uh, and on Twitter at TokyoStationMNH. My name is Jacob. I'm Foodafan on Instagram and on Twitter, and I have a blog at Foodafan.com. So thanks for having me again. My name is Cray, and you can find me on Instagram at MidiCat. And thanks for having me on again, too. And this is Elisa for Inky Rocks on YouTube and Instagram. Bye.
Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.